Welcome back to the H2 Sports Podcast. I'm your host, Abby Halpin, and last week we did an interview, but we're going to take a break from interviews for a little bit because my dad and co-host John Halpin is back with us. How have you been? What have you been up to? We haven't seen you in about three weeks. Well, you know, I, I mean, I've been ready. <laughs> you know, I, I've been hanging out, and, and every week it's like, all right, you know, I'm thinking, hey, maybe Abby will ask me to do the podcast again, and then, well, you know, Coach Capone comes on. And then Zoki comes on, and then Kendall Smith comes on. I'm like, all right, I'm kind of getting bumped to the side here. Uh, you, you know, know Abby's found better people to do her <laughs> podcast with, but I'm glad you asked me back, so thank you. I'm glad, and I'm glad we're doing this episode because this has been an episode that I've been waiting to do for so, so, so long. Baseball is back uh, as of now. Eh. Maybe. You're not so optimistic about it. I mean, we'll get into it later when we get to our opinions, but you're not too optimistic about it. I mean, the way the way certain things are going with the, the tests and everything, um, I just wonder, between now and uh, July 23rd, a lot can happen, and, and I'll believe they're on the field when I see it. Let's put it that way. Okay. So, in this episode, we're going to break down... Some of the deal, there's a lot of parts of this deal. I'm not going to get to every single part, but we're going to get to most of it. We're going to talk about a couple of the new rules, some we disagree with, some we agree with, and then our opinions about it, our predictions, and who we're most looking forward to seeing. So to start it all off, players will report to their home stadiums July 1st for about three weeks of spring training. That is this coming week. That's actually on Wednesday. It's Sunday night right now, so by the time you guys listen to this, it'll be a couple days out from spring training. Are you going to follow it and see players? I, I, I'm curious. I mean, no, normally I'm not a big spring training follower. I don't, I feel like people watch spring training sometimes and they oh, that guy's hitting 450 in spring <laughs> training. I go, you know, he's probably hitting against a single A pitcher. I really don't care. For playing time, you can judge. Like you can watch the lineups get set in spring training, but now they're not playing games. They're just doing camp basically, right? Right. So we're not going to get much here. I mean, it'll be nice. And if there's cameras there, hey, sports. Yeah. I mean, right now, I'm watching golf outside right before we started recording this, which is great because there's really nothing else going on other than soccer. So, uh, yeah, I'll probably keep track just because I'm so sports-starved at the moment. I will say, two years ago, I got a player in spring training. I said, I think he's going to be good. And then he was came in third for Rookie of the Year. Andy Har. Yep. Yeah. I got him right. I was proud of that. All right. So after about three weeks, we're going to get a 60-game season. Four teams will play July 23rd for prime time, and the rest of the teams will play the 24th, and the season should be ending around September 27th. We already got one of the matchups for July 23rd. We have the Yankees going to Washington, and I know we're both pretty excited about that game because we're huge Yankee fans. Are you excited to see the Cole and Scherzer? Yeah. I mean, that'll be great if it's back, right? I mean, that's a great pitching matchup. Yeah. Uh, and, and it's always fun. You know, pitching matchups like that are great. I mean, I, I've been at matchups like that and you always love to see two stud starters. I mean the thing is you never know with starters it might turn into a game that's nine to eight and they might not pitch well so who the heck knows but yeah that'll be opening night of baseball season I'll, I'll be fired up about that when it comes. And then once we get to predictions we'll discuss who we think the other teams are going to be. So we every team will play 10 games against each team in their division so that's 40 games and then they will play 20 against the opposite of their league. So the AL East will play the NL East, the AL West, NL West, etc. Do you like how they're playing like close together? It's fine. I don't think they really had a lot of good options here. Um, you know, they'll, they're probably keeping people because East is playing East. They're they're preventing people from traveling a long way, which is probably good at this point. 
and uh, whatever schedule they came up with, I'm fine with. I, I don't think, you know, I'm not going to sit here and nitpick and go, oh, the Yankees aren't playing the Angels. That stinks. Well, okay, fine, whatever. It's, it is what it is. Do you think it stinks out there not playing the Astros? Because I was looking at that. I was like, oh, man, I wish we could have played them. It would have been great, but they're not. And that's that. At this point, let, let's if we're getting any baseball at all, let's be happy about it. And be optimistic about it. Yeah. <laughs> So the roster is really interesting. So you have a 30-man roster rather than your 25-man roster. And after two weeks, it'll sink to 28 and then 26 towards the end of the season. But there's going to be a taxi squad with three players. At least one of those players has to be a catcher, and they're going to travel with the team on road trips. Do you think that taxi squad is necessary? It probably is. You don't know if uh, guys are going to test positive for COVID and have to leave immediately. You know, it's, it's, it's a weird season. And because the minor league teams are not playing, they might as well make more players available. I think in, in these unusual circumstances, doing something like that and making it easier on the teams is probably a good idea. What we also are going to have is a 30-player pool, pretty much. And I don't know if they're going to do like the practice games in Nashville. I've heard rumors about that. But they're going to be able to pull a player from that 30-man squad, but they have to put a player back. So it's kind of like the minor leagues. Do you think that that 30-player pool is better than the taxi squad in a way? I think they're similar, and I haven't dug into the details on on how they work independently from each other. I, 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 I trust that they know what they're doing, and I haven't gotten into you know how, how the taxi squad and the 30-man are that different. So right now, again, it's just it's a weird season. We're going to need to allow for some weird things to happen. So let's talk about how they're going to handle the virus. They've talked about a lot of different ways they're going to handle it. So, first off, there will be a COVID IL. There's going to be the regular IL, and there's going to be the COVID IL, and there's no, like, 10-day, 14-day. It's whenever you're ready to come back, you'll come back. And you can only come back if if a player tests positive. They have to have tested negative twice within 24 hours and be symptom-free for 72 hours. But if somebody comes back negative and they still show symptoms, they have to get cleared by a doctor and show no symptoms. Do you think it's good if somebody's showing symptoms but tests negative? Do you think it's good that they're trying to distance them from everybody else? Probably so because I think we're still at the point where the tests are not perfect. And and as people, I mean, you know here, we've, we've in our house been a little, we've been on the cautious side about this. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and, you know, people have different opinions and that's fine. But, but I think that they need to take care for sure because, you know, the different data comes out every day about how this virus affects people. Like whether, I mean, we obviously know it targets old, older people and people with, with different kind of illnesses, you know, and diabetes and blood pressure. I don't want to go too far into this. But it apparently, I read something, this, the CDC released something the other day that said, you know, pregnant people seem to be susceptible to getting it too. And some of these guys are, you know, they're 27, 28 years old and they have pregnant wives. Garrett Cole is one of those. Yeah. So I, I think they have to be pretty darn careful with these players right now. And, and and actually we talked all along about when when different sports were trying to come back, you and I talked about it and I kept saying, I want to see how they're going to deal with the test because until I understand that, I, I'm not sure that they're going to be able to do it. This seems like a pretty strict but doesn't apply arbitrary time it doesn't say well you have to stay out for 10 days it says you have to stay out for you know until you're positive the other thing about this i don't think i said this already is that some of the tests up until now the tests are not yet perfect 
Right. There have been false negatives and things like that, as I understand it. So if you have symptoms but no positive test, it seems to me that it's a good idea to keep someone out. Do you think I also I fail I forgot to mention that players will be tested every other day. Do you think that that's a good amount for them to be tested or do you think it's too much? No. But I guess nothing's too much now. They need to be careful. I mean yeah. they're, they're going to be in close proximity to each other, which seems to be the way, way that this thing spreads. Um, so I think every other day is a pretty it, it, they, they need to be as careful as they can possibly be in this situation because what can happen here, is if someone gets the virus, let's say they did it once a week, and then someone gets the virus and brings it home to their grandmother or something, I mean, then you then you might have a hundred players say, you know what, I'm not playing anymore. So they need to be very uh, uh, vigilant to be all over it. Yes. To make the players feel comfortable about it. Yeah, they are taking some precautions. So hitters have to bring their own equipment. They cannot use clubhouse equipment, not, none of that. They also, usually they'll have somebody come out and bring their gloves, their catching gloves and their cap and their sunglasses to them, but they have to go and get them themselves, which I think is a good way to handle it. And then the baseballs used in batting practice will be sanitized, which is like a kind of okay, and won't be reused for five days. Also, I read somewhere, I'm pretty sure this is true, that Anybody who tries to argue within six feet of an umpire, player, manager will be ejected immediately and, like, will serve discipline, which is a pretty good way of handling it. But I was telling you, like, how are some managers going to handle themselves with bad calls? Because there are still going to be a lot of those. They're going to have to handle themselves. That's They're grown-ups. <laughs> you, 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 in, in normal life, if you get angry at somebody, you don't have to go in their face and scream at them. I know it's part of the charm of baseball, <laughs> of watching a, a manager yell at an umpire and kick dirt and, you know, throw bases. And, you know, they don't do it as much anymore as when I was a kid. Like, I could show you some Billy Martin or Weaver videos that'll crack you up. But they just have to do it. And, and because that's another one. If you, think, but if, you, if you think about the guidance that we've received on this virus and, and how it spreads, you know, it's not an exact science for sure, but... People basically spit and talking and singing the things they talk about that you expel droplets. And if you're doing that, you know, 12 inches from someone else's face, right, yeah. there's probably a decent chance yeah. you can spread something. So the biggest problem that players and owners were having trying to come up with this deal was about the prorated salaries and whether or not they would receive their prorated salaries. And this implementation of a season they're going to receive their prorated salaries but like every week every day pretty much there was a different deal and a couple weeks ago somebody came out and said oh there's like a deal done we're going to get baseball whenever and they're going to receive prorated salaries and then a couple days later they said the players said no we're not playing 60 games and then the owner said well we're not paying for 70 which is only 10 games more do you think it was fair of the owners to keep saying no we're not giving you your salary I tend to be pro player on this stuff, as I've told you, but the owners basically decided they weren't paying more than 60 games worth of salary. Whether the players want to play 80 games or 60 games, the owners weren't paying more than 60 games because they're not going to get any stadium revenue. So the amount of games that they play, the stadium revenue doesn't really factor into that because they're not getting any. So they have to factor in their TV money, and I'm not sure how the TV money is breaking down based on the number of games they played. But generally, I think this is probably a, a 
it's fine. You know, I mean, I, I, I've agreed with the players and I don't blame the players for saying, you know, if I'm going to play 80 games, I want to get paid for 80 games, even with the way this is going. Because, because the owners are saying, well, revenue's down. Well, if next year, the year after, if revenue's up, are the owners going to pay more? No. <laughs> so yeah. you pay, you play 60, you get paid for 60. I think that seems fair. I don't know about you and our listeners, but following this deal from March has been exhausting. It was so weird seeing a different deal come up every week and you would get a slimmer of hope and then 24 hours later the players would say, nope, sorry, or the owners would say, not going to cut it. Was it like really exhausting for you to follow all of this? No, not as much because I've seen it before. And and the base the relationship with the baseball owners and union has generally been more contentious than the NFL and the NBA and the, well, the NHL has been be, be, in, in the NFL and the NBA in the NHL and the NBA the owners seem to have the hammer you know the, the players always cave and, and yeah. if they don't the owners like in the NHL twice in the last 30 years the owners have said you know we're just not going to play in the NHL that's it we'll just cancel because the owners are like well, it's, it costs us more money to play so we're not going to play and the last time the NHL owners implemented a salary cap and, and football has been similar in that I don't want to say the players cave, but the baseball union has been the strongest in the, you know, 45 years that I've been watching it. And it still seems to be that way, that they are less likely to cave into the owners and they're more willing to dig in their heels and fight. Unfortunately, that sometimes results in things like canceling the World Series, which happened in 1994. But uh, that that I, I, it doesn't surprise me that that happened in baseball because they've always had the most difficult relationship. And it doesn't surprise you that it took this long. No. Okay. No, nope. it's just you know it. It always comes to people. People watch these things. And they, oh, the players are stupid and the owners are jerks. I'm like you know, they're just they're fighting about yeah. money, and eventually, hopefully, they'll figure it out. So we also have some new rules for this season that I want to talk about. So we have. A pitcher must face a minimum of three batters before being taken out. That was established in December, but they decided that they are going to continue it. There's going to be a universal DH, which I'm really excited about because when we go play the national, when an AL team goes to play an NL team, they won't have to, their pitchers won't have to bat. They can put one of their really good outfielders that don't usually get to play. That was thunder. It is thunder. storming thunder. really bad outside yes. right now. It's, it's not a good day for baseball. No, not at all. We got the universal DH, and then originally there was a rule saying that position players can only pitch in certain situations. That has been changed. Pitcher Position players can now pitch whenever. I'm shrugging my shoulders at that. Yeah. I don't Who cares? Know. That's going to happen five times all year. Who cares? Yeah. And then games that are stopped before the fifth inning will now be considered suspended and will be resumed at a later date. And the newest rule that has me very agitated, and I, I think it has a lot of people agitated, a runner will be placed on second base at the beginning of each extra inning. Let's talk about that. I know they don't want to overwork like their pitchers and their players, but I think that's such a dumb rule. I like the extra inning excitement because you can put your fastest guy on second base he can steal third, and then you get like a sack fly or a bunt, and you win. Like I think that just takes away from the fun of the extra innings. I agree. I, I've I, and this was not a, this is not just a COVID-based rule. They were talking about this before this all happened, and I understand that. Looks, I'm not going to be. Abby and I joke sometimes that I give it. Well, back in my day, <laughs> right? This is not a back in my day thing. This is just a, you know, part. I understand rules change sometimes. But this is something that, 
I know they're trying to speed up the game and they're trying to make it more exciting. And so fans don't have to, you know, fans don't have to stay for a 15 inning game on a Tuesday night. But I think that's part of baseball. And I don't really like that particular rule. It just takes away from the fun of extra innings. Like, I'll be watching extra inning games, even from home, and I'll be so anxious, like, oh, what's going to happen? What's going to happen? Just putting the runner on second, like, takes away from the excitement. And you know what? The thing is, if you're watching, again, the game on a Tuesday night, and it goes to 18 innings, sometimes you have to go to bed. You know, because you have to work or go to school the next day. Right. That's okay. And I I think that it's part of the game, like I said, of of, uh, just having extra innings go as long as they go. Right. And uh, this is one of those rules that I know they're trying to make progress and make the game more appealing to TV and TV audiences and things like that. I just don't particularly like this one. It's, I don't know if you remember a couple of years ago, the Dodgers and the Red Sox, that World Series game that went five or so hours. If they had put a runner on second, that would have changed everything. We wouldn't I have been it. up till like three in the morning. I, I tried. I dozed in and out, but I tried to stay yeah. up and... And everybody can't do that, I understand. Right. But, you know, it's... That, it was exciting. That's, that's baseball. Right. Exactly. So let's talk... We pretty much hit all of our opinions, but I do have something. This season could go either way because there's only 60 games. There's not as many games. Some teams, like, let's just say the Red Sox could be ridiculously good and really good teams that were good last year may not be as good, and that's just not... They don't have a lot of room to... They don't have any room for error. They have very little room for error. They have to win, like, every single series. Mm-hmm. And it's just going to be really weird to see that shortened season. Agreed. I mean, it, it, look, there's nothing we can do about it, for sure. But, you know, the, the easy example that everyone's been bringing up is the Nationals. That last year, through 50 games, the yes. Nationals were 19 and 31. Yes. And what happens, the, the, why baseball, you know, p- people who are casual fans or non-fans of baseball... Look at it, 162 games. That's stupid. That's too many. That a a whole bunch of games like that over six months sort of helps. As as my friend Ryan Fowler, who I used to work with at Fox, I always used to say, Ryan, you know, we talk in May 15th, and he'd say, Hey, that guy, so and so is hitting 240, and I'd say the the phrase, the old phrase is, water will eventually reach its level. Exactly. Over time, in baseball, the true talent will show itself. In 60 games. You're going to have weird random guys hitting 370. Yeah. You're going to have, you know, you might have Garrett Cole with a 450 ERA because he only started 11 games. Right. It, 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 over short samples in baseball more than every any other sport, weirdness will happen. Right. And 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 I think weirdness is going to happen. I mean, this is, I was, I was looking today when I was prepping for this and looking at Vegas odds for things like MVPs and teams winning right. division. This would not be a season I would want to bet on anything. Exactly. Because you kind of have, you know, if the if the Yankees miss the playoffs, the the Yankees are most the Yankees are the best team in the American League on paper, right? Their talent is the best in the American League. They're better than the Astros. Okay. I'm not saying they're going to win. Right. And even if it was 162 games, I don't know if they were going to win the American League. But over 60 games, if they went 30 and 30 and missed the playoffs, I, I'm not going to be mad at them. Over 60 games, I don't know. Anything right. could happen. Right, exactly. It's going to be so... It's going to be really weird to watch. Another thing. This was a question that I had for myself. So you talked about how you think it's good that they're playing the AL East, playing NL East, etc. To avoid a lot of travel, do you think they'll play the World Series at a neutral site? Like in the middle? So like, Are they like, talking about that? 
No, it's just a question that I have because, like, if the Dodgers play the Yankees, you don't want to fly them back and forth. Like, could they play somewhere neutral? Well, or? remember, they fly private. Which, yeah. if they're testing everybody every two days, and everybody who's on the plane is is getting tested, I mean, I know they're going home to their families. They're not like the NBA thing where they're all staying in the bubble in Orlando. But, uh, you know, it's not ideal. Right. But I, I think it's probably okay. You can, to get to the NBA a little bit, you can see some players are getting very, yeah. very nervous. I, and can I back up? I, I don't know that it's okay but it, it, it's it's as okay as it can be under the circumstances right. if you're going to play I don't think having the World Series in two different cities is necessarily you know much worse than any other option alright so let's get to our predictions for this season I spent a lot of time on this so for the first primetime game before they announced it I thought it was going to be Yankees-Boston or Yankees-Mets just because those are classic rivalries but we have since learned that it's Yankees-Nats because as other as non-Yankee as non-Northeast baseball fans would say that there's a Northeast bias in baseball and all anybody who likes the Yankees and Red Sox and Mets thinks all anybody who likes the Yankees and Red Sox thinks is that the Yankees and Red Sox should be on TV all the time Do you think that? I mean, I like it because I like them, but I understand how other people get sick of it. Yeah. So we're going to get Scherzer Cole, July 23rd. We don't know the time yet. I'm really looking forward to that. I'll be on the couch for all three hours of that game. I will not get up and leave. Who do you think the other matchup is going to be? I have no No? clue what they're going to do. I think that if if you take natural rivalries, Dodgers-Giants, Cubs-Cardinals, things like that, I think those are the kind of things you might see on that day to try to generate interest. I thought it would be Dodgers-Astros because that's the NL West and the AL West. That's like a World Series rematch, but... It depends. I don't know, yeah, I don't know how they're going to do the schedule as far as, you know, will they have the interleague games at the same time? Right. I don't know. Especially after this past offseason, I would love to see the Dodgers and the Astros play each other and see the Dodgers, like, crush them. <laughs> Abby's a little anti-Astro. Yeah, a, a lot of MLB fans are, and if you're not... Read your articles. Abby's a little anti-Astro, everybody. So <laughs> little. So let's talk about our 10 playoff teams. Yeah. So you want to, let's start with the NL first. Who do you have as your three division winners and your two wild card teams? So again, I would not take these to the bank for sure, but less so than any other year. The National League, um, you know, the East is interesting. I think the East, I, I actually have... The, the two wild card teams both coming out of the East. Me too. And I don't know. I haven't, I'll be honest, I haven't given enough time to the idea of, well, if you're only playing in your own division, will that just inherently cause the third team's record to get toward the middle? You know, like it's hard. Yeah. It In 60 games, it's going to have hard, it's going to be hard to have three teams win 35 unless the two teams at the bottom win, you know, 18. Right. So that's kind of hard. Yeah. With that, with that said, um, in the National League, I actually picked the Braves to win. That's who I picked. Okay. I think the Braves. Well, the Braves won last year. Yeah. So you know, not nothing earth shattering there, even though the Nats won the World Series. Right. Um, in the West, I mean, the Dodgers are an obvious team in the yeah. West. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, in the Central, I actually picked the Reds. Everybody's seeming to start thinking the Reds are going to start getting good. They they've added some people. You know, last year they added Trevor Bauer. And Trevor Bauer's not great. Trevor Bauer has a, Trevor Bauer is the kind of guy who he's a pretty good pitcher. Mm-hmm. He's been inconsistent. He's a pretty good pitcher, 
But he's the kind of guy who, if he went out and was a top three Cy Young guy, I'd look and go, oh, yeah, okay, I can see that. Yeah. Um, they added Nick Castellanos, I think, is a good hitter. They added him. I mean, they can hit. Mm-hmm. Um, I, 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 I like them. I mean, you know, the thing is with the other teams in their division, you know, like the, the Cubs are, they're fine. They're kind of on the downside a little, you know. Mm-hmm. They, uh, after a few years ago, you know, they've kind of gone down. And, and the Cardinals, they're fine. Yeah. But uh, I don't know. I know the Reds, if this was a 162-game season and everybody was paying more attention, mm-hmm. The Reds, I know in the offseason, the Reds became sort of a trendy team. Yeah, they did. And I, I think that. that um, so I bought into the trendiness on that. Okay. I picked the Reds. And then the wild card, I picked the Nats and the Phillies. That's who I had. Yeah. I think Four that it's five. funny. I have the same opinion as last year about the Mets. I've actually seen some people say, even with Syndergaard out, um, Syndergaard's out, right? Did you say the yeah. Nats and the Phillies? Or the I said Mets? the Nats and the Phillies. Okay. And I was going to say about the Mets is last year I knew some people who were picking the Mets to make the playoffs. Mm-hmm. And this year I've actually seen some. I use fan graphs a lot for baseball stuff. And and they have the Mets as, I think, on projected wins, they have the Mets as a top 10 team. And I look at the Mets and I go, you know what? The Mets are not that bad. I still think they're the fourth best team in their own division. It's a tough division. The Braves are good. The yeah. Phillies are better. Uh, the Nats are obviously good. Yeah. Um, you know, so anyway, I had Nats and the Phillies, so I left out uh, the Mets, the Brewers, the Cubs, teams like that. I have the Brewers winning their division. Okay. And I know that not just one player can carry a team, but like Christian Yelich is pretty darn good. Mm-hmm. I think he, this is the bold prediction, wild one, I think he's going to hit 400 this year. 400. I think he's going to hit 400. Could be. But I don't, I don't know how many home runs that'll be because that'll be a lot less. But I picked the Brewers just because they have Kirby Yates and they have Yelich. And I think the... Brewers, the Brewers have Kirby Yates? No. Who's their closer? Josh Hader. Thank you. Josh yeah. Hader. Sorry. I, Kirby, I was a little rusty. Kirby Yates season. is on the Padres. Yeah. Yeah. I think that team will go far. Okay. Do you have any teams in the NL that are like possibilities for the playoffs? I had Brewers and Cubs on the outside. Um... I know you had a section. I don't know if I'm jumping ahead. I'm on teams I'm excited to watch. Yeah. I want to watch the Padres. They didn't play that well last year, but they have a lot of young talent. I agree, yeah. And oh, maybe over 60 games they emerge, you know, and, and they have a hot streak because they're talented. Yeah. Tatis is really talented. They have, a, I think, Mackenzie Gore is going to pitch, who was one of the best pitchers in the minors, maybe the best pitcher in the minors last year, and I don't know if he's going to start the season yeah. in rotation, but there, there's a lot of things to like on the Padres, and I don't know if they're quite there yet. If it was a 162-game season, I'd be excited about watching them. I don't think I'd pick them for anything. Over 60? Mm, never know. I also have the Mets on the outside, depending on this whole Syndergaard injury, Yeah. because that's a big, big blow for them. Mm-hmm. But they also signed Batances this past season Yep. for it, relief, who we are. I'm going to miss as a Yankee fan very, yeah. very much. They have a good lineup, though. Oh, my God. Amazing. Yeah. And then to the Phillies, I've actually been hearing from my friend Riley. They're like the Yankees of the National League. They've got Joe Girardi, who I'm excited to see back managing. Mm -hmm. I mean, I'll miss him on TV. And then they have Didi Gregorius, who I know I'll miss a lot. I don't know about you, because he, like, came in and took over for Derek Jeter, and he did great at it. Are you going to miss him? Oh, yeah. I mean, I knew he was leaving. Yeah. For two years... I knew he was leaving because they literally had a, a, a built-in replacement for him. And even the Yankees, you know, as you don't pay everybody. Right. So you looked at the Yankees over the last two years. You said, okay, when Didi's contract is up, Glaber Torres is going to slide over to shortstop and Didi's going to leave. And, yeah. and that's the way it's going to be. Especially yeah. after they signed LeMahieu and he played so great. 
it, it just it you know you, it was it was sad because last year you're looking at Didi, and, and I think that Didi's one of those players. I really like him, mm-hmm. and the way he stepped in for Jeter, you know, I don't say they didn't miss a beat, but he did, he did a good job. That could have oh, yeah. overwhelmed people because playing there. I think it's overblown that some players get intimidated by New York, but I think that could have been a tough spot. I mean, he was he was walking into literally filling the shoes of 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 one of the you know greatest players in the greatest franchise in baseball. Right. And he played well. Yeah. And and they liked him, and he just he was a leader, and he was terrific. With that said, I knew he was going to leave. Yeah. So it, it wasn't shocking to me at all. Like, I, oh, Didi went to the Phillies. Yeah, good for him. What I'll also miss, I don't know if you followed him on Instagram or looked at his Twitter, but his animations after every game, he had a different animation for every player. And after every win, he would post the animation in like a gallery on Instagram of his of who stood out. And they were awesome. And then he also had his Twitter dictionary that I screenshotted. So when he would tweet, I would know exactly who he was talking about. And I, his animations, everything, I'm just going to miss him in the clubhouse. Mm-hmm. So the American League. Mm-hmm. Do you want to start or should I? I'm, I'm not. Are these the five teams from last year? Yankees, Twins, Astros, Rays, A's. Are those the five teams from last year? The think, A's make the playoffs last year? Didn't they play the wild card game? No, the Rays played the wild card game. Uh, against who? Houston. Oh, no. No. Anyway, I think anyway. it was the A's. <laughs> yeah. Um, but I'm, I'm, I, I went pretty chalky on my American League picks. Yeah. I mean, I think the Red Sox are. I mean, the Indians are certainly a team that could threaten because mm-hmm. they have good pitching. Um, then they have Francisco Lindor, who I I can't believe they were trying to trade him during the offseason. I know. Um, yeah, I can believe it, but it's sad. Yeah. Like, he's one of those players, I understand that they're small market teams. Mm-hmm. And the Indians, I mean, they're not poor. They're on the lower end of it. But if you're not going to build around a guy like that at 25 years old at shortstop, who's one of the best players in baseball... Why should your fans believe anything? And I'm one of those people who looks at teams sometimes and say, all right, you know what? They should trade everybody away and rebuild because they stink. But Francisco <laughs> Lindor, come on. You can't trade him. Come on. No. I mean, at some point you have to pay. If you're ever going to pay anyone, it's him. Right. So we actually have the same exact teams. However. Boring. My Right? So my fifth spot, so my second wild card spot was a toss-up for me. I couldn't decide between Tampa Bay and Oakland. So I have Yankees, Twins, Astros, Indians, Tampa, Tampa Bay slash Oakland. Indians, okay. Got it. Yeah. So Tampa Bay, they have Snell, they have Austin Meadows, they have a bunch of really young, talented guys that I think could rise, but so do so does Oakland. Mm-hmm. Oakland's got Manaya. They won 97 games last season. Yeah, they're good. They're really good. They've got Matt Chapman, they've got Matt Olson. I think they're good. They're both gonna be good. And I I think they're going to be those two teams at the end that are fighting for that last wild card spot. Okay. Do you have your two like one got one team on the outside of that in the American League? Yeah. My Indian, Indians were the team on the outside for me. Okay. Mm-hmm. I actually um again we're talking about teams you want to watch. Yeah. The White Sox, the team I want to watch. Yeah. Because they're they're another team that they rebuilt and now they're they're not there yet. Right. But. Over 60, I mean, they have, you know, Luis Robert, who was a power hitter in the minors last year, is doing well. Yohan Moncada is becoming one of the better players in the American League, and I think he might even take a step forward. Yohan Moncada could be, he's the type of guy, remember I talked about Bauer earlier, mm-hmm. and I wouldn't be surprised. If Yohan Moncada was an MVP candidate this year, I wouldn't be surprised. He's hes really good. Yeah. Um, he was in the Chris Sale trade from the Red Sox. 
So, mm-hmm. you know, and, and, and that's going to start paying off for them. That's one of those things when the Red Sox got Chris Saylor, but, oh, of course, it was a great trade. Okay, now yeah. look. You yeah. know, Mankata, he's probably making, you know, a million dollars. Yeah. And he's going to be one of the top ten players in the league. Yeah. So the White Sox are a team I'm curious to watch. So one of the teams, now I'm second-guessing it, is I put the Red Sox. But when I was doing teams to look out for, I remembered that I can't tell if the Red Sox are rebuilding or what because they traded away Mookie Betts. Yeah. I don't know what that means, but they've got Benintendi, they got Bogarts, they've got Chris Sale. They've got some really good players. I think Sale's hard too, isn't he? He was supposed to be out for the beginning of the season, but I think he should be good by the okay. start. I'm not 100% sure. I'll have to check that later. I also have the Angels because you got, obviously, Mike Trout, who's probably going to be an MVP candidate again because there's not a year that goes by that he's not. And then they have Atani coming back. And they signed Anthony Rendon this offseason from the Nationals for a pretty big contract. I think it was seven two forty five. Huge. Unbelievable. I think they're going to, when we get to the next topic, I think they're going to be a team to watch for sure. Okay. Um, I think the Angels are a team to watch. I don't think the pitching's that strong. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, the Angels, I mean, there's a lot to like on the Angels. You know, yeah. There's a lot of guys in the lineup to like. And Otani, you know, you were talking about him. And, he's yeah, he's fascinating. Yeah. Do you have so we can go to teams players? We've kindly just kind of discussed what teams and players are most excited to watch, but is there one specific player you're like, yep, I'm so excited to see what he does? So beyond the players you expect to be great, yeah, like Mike Trout, yeah, Otani's the guy, yeah, because in the he was going to they weren't sure when he was going to be ready to pitch. It sounds like he's going to be ready to pitch, yeah, when this starts. So this is a player. Who could be, he's going to start, he's going to pitch once a week, most likely. Mm-hmm. This is a player who could be one of the top 10 pitchers in the league and one of the top 10 hitters in the league. He's fascinating. Like, there's never been anybody, uh, you know, we can go back to Babe Ruth, but he didn't do both right. so much. Otani's really, I, I can't wait to see how this works. In 2018, he, he did both pretty well. I mean, he didn't pitch a ton. Right. Because he got, I think, because he got hurt then. Yes. But, um, you know, he hit really well mm-hmm. in both years. He won Rookie of the Year in 2018. Yeah, and I, I kind of want to see, he, he's the one I really want to watch more than anything. Yeah. So I have a list of teams and players. The first name I brought on my list for who I'm most excited to watch, and this is going to be a little biased. Of course it I is. I know. Garrett Cole. Of course you said Garrett Cole. <laughs> I think everybody was probably expecting that. I know. For I me to say that. But I, I would have bet a thousand dollars on you saying that. I'm so he the d- day he got signed, he got signed at like midnight on a Thursday, and I woke up at six in the morning for school, and I checked my phone, and I ran down the hallway. I remember to my parents' room, and I, we were so excited. Yeah. And I hope he he might have a 450 ERA. It might just be how the season goes, but I'm so excited to see how he does. Adding to that really good pitching staff. See what he can bring to it, which is obviously he, he's exactly guy. what they needed. It was it was the yeah. perfect fit of of need and availability. Um, there was no doubt. In my even when I mean, you know, I, I text with my friends. My friends are all Yankee fans, and uh, during the season, I was they were saying you know they should have traded for a pitcher. Yeah. Like, well, who are you going to trade Dallas Keuchel or whoever it was last year? Who might have been a good addition. Yeah. But. Even with that said, I thought they could have won without the ace pitcher, and it didn't turn out right. But even then, when I was having that debate with 
you know, well, I understand why they didn't trade for the pitcher, and I understand why they didn't mm-hmm. pay big money for Patrick Corbin, even though, looking back, that would have been a good move. Yeah. But then, I, you know, going to, even before the offseason, I'm like, oh, they're going to sign Garrett Cole. Yeah. Of course they are. Yeah. Unless Garrett Cole decides he doesn't want to play there, they're going to sign Garrett Cole. Yeah. And they did, and it was exactly what they needed, because they're in a window now where they're ready to win, and the ace starter was kind of, I mean, he's the, he's one of the top two or three pitchers in baseball. You can rank him one, you can rank him three, whatever you want. Yeah. But he, it was an, it was so obvious that they were going to sign him. Yeah. A team I am looking forward to watching. Not, I don't think they're going to be really, really good this season because they weren't that good last season, but Toronto. Yeah. Because Toronto's got all of their young guys. I don't think they're going to be like AL East division winners. Maybe not even wild card they could be, but they've got a bunch of young guys. They signed Ryu this offseason. Yep. I actually have a funny story about Ryu. So we went to a Los Angeles Dodgers game around this time last year, actually. We went on the 4th of July last year when people could go to baseball games. And there were these three guys sitting in front of us, and they all had Ryu jerseys on. They all had them on, and Ryu was pitching that night, obviously. And in about, I think, the sixth inning, the Dodgers took him out, and those three guys got up and they left. They, the literally, when the pinch hitter got announced, as the PA announcer was announcing the pinch hitter for you, those three guys got up and left. It was it it was hilarious because they were so obviously funny. there for him, but they literally, when they heard the announcement, and now pinch hitting, and the three guys in unison got up and walked out of the stadium. It was one of the funniest yeah. things. I Abby can tweet. I think I took a picture of the three guys in the Rio jerseys. Yeah. If I have it, I'll, I'll I'll Abby can tweet it out. I'll tweet it out. It was probably one of the most hilarious moments. Another big free agent signing this season, and I don't think this team's going to be good, but Bumgarner in Arizona, it'll be interesting to see how he fits there because they've got some young guys, young hitters. Like They're a good Mar- team. They've got Marte, mm-hmm. who can hit. It'll be interesting to see how he fits in. Um, I'm trying to see. I'm also looking forward to seeing how teams deal with the Astros. As we mentioned before, I'm an anti-Astros person. Yeah, you're not going to start throwing at people and get yourself suspended for five games in a six-game season. I don't think that's gonna happen. Yeah, so and I don't think people are that as angry at them as you are. The Los Angeles Dodgers certainly are. They're you know teams try to steal signs. I mean I, I don't like what they did, but it's you know once the game's pl- getting played, I think they'll get over it. I hope so. I just hope in like the first couple weeks, teams don't forget what they did. Okay. Because not a lot of us don't. I think that wraps up what we have to say. Do you have any closing things? Anything? Anything else you got to say? No. I mean, other team. The only other team we talked about the Phillies. Yes, I have them too. Um, I mean, they they signed Dee they signed Zach Wheeler, who's a good pitcher. Uh, Phillies are going to be an interesting team to watch because yeah. I thought they were going to be more. I thought they were going to be better last year. Yeah. And they weren't. Um, MVPs. We got any? It's so hard this season because you said somebody who's getting a million dollars right now might be like. Top MVP. I think the safest pick right now is Mike Trout. Sure. For the AL, NL, it, the past couple of years it's been Bellinger, Yelich. I'm not. I'll say Bellinger for now, just because he's got another really good weapon on his team. He's got in uh, Mookie Betts. He's the betting favorite, by the way. He's the, yes. Mookie Betts is apparently the Vegas betting favorite for MVP. Correct. Really? Yeah. Okay, so I think it'll definitely be a Dodgers outfielder, and then I. I don't know about AL because you've got a lot of good players in the AL, but I'm going to go with the safest bet right now, which is probably Mike Trout. He's probably the favorite to win right now. Yeah, he is. And I'll pick Trout too. Again, we don't know. Like, I wouldn't bet on anything this season because right. of the amount of time. Um, I'm going to go with Ronald Acuna from the Braves in the National League. Okay. 22 years old, ready to ready to step up. I mean, he, he not ready to say he stepped up last year. He's a pretty right. great player. Yeah. But uh, I, want, I want to see if this could be kind of a holy crap, he's a great player. Yeah. 
And I don't want to pick a Cy Young winner right now unless you picked mm, one. No. You, you can't really. I'm staying chalk on that. If yeah. I had to pick, I'd pick Colin DeGrom. Easy. Yeah, right? exactly. Like, they're the two best pitchers. It'll be. So that pretty I, much. I'm sorry, go I had a good. I saw a good stat the other day, by the you way. Did. In, I forget the year. I don't know if it was 1990. Bob Welch, who pitched for the A's, won 27 games. He went 27 and 6 and won the Cy Young. And, I, and the, the stat that someone posted was, depending on how this season goes, Jacob deGrom could win his third straight Cy Young and not win a total of 27 games in those three seasons. <laughs> you know what? Uh, it's not Jacob DeGrom's fault. Right, no, he'll probably, he's a really good pitcher. I'm excited oh, he's to fantastic. see that pitching stuff. It'll be interesting to see how they deal without, without Thor. So that'll be interesting. All right, I think that wraps everything up. Glad to have you back. Thanks. I know I missed you. Go find three more guests <laughs> in the next three weeks. Oh, you know what? Ryan Fowler, if you're listening. Ryan Fowler. Come on next week. Like, hey, uh, Abby, what's up with the podcast? Oh, I got someone else. Oh, all right. See you later. Your friends, kids. Yeah, whoever. Someone whoever, better some... than me. Nope. Well, thanks for letting me be on. You're welcome. Thank you for letting me be on your own podcast. Of course. Uh, we hope you listen next week. Right now, we're hoping for baseball July. Oh, right. Social media. So our Instagram and Twitter is at H2 Sports Podcast. My Instagram and Twitter is at Abby M. Halpin. And I'm J Halpin 37 on Instagram and Twitter. Yeah. So thank you for listening. We will see you again next week after four days of spring training. Bye, y'all.